Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. You can turn your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. I'm going to look at eight verses there that start that chapter today and talk really about uh, the new thing that God is doing inside of all of us, right? I mean, it's the new year, and you, there's a new you on the horizon. You're believing it, at least for the next couple days or weeks. Uh, you're, you're working out. I can't wait till February when everyone stops going to the gym and it quiets down a little bit. I get the gym back. Uh, maybe you've set a few goals for yourself. Uh, but listen, I've just been, as I've been processing and thinking about a new year, one of the things I've been challenged and just I've been just, uh, God's been speaking to me, is that I never want to live the same year on repeat. I never want the patterns and things that happened last year just to happen again. I want it to be fresh. I want it to be new. I want to see everything that God is doing. Uh, I want to see it be fresh and see what he can bring out. I remember uh, not too long ago, a couple, actually it was a couple years ago, my nephew was visiting over the Christmas holiday with us and we went to a restaurant and the restaurant had like a virtual jukebox, meaning like there was an app that you could download and uh, you could select the song that was going to play next. And I don't think many people had done that, but my nephew in the place was, uh, had figured out how to get on there and control the jukebox and the music in the entire restaurant and the bar area and everything. And uh, I remember we were sitting there, and he, he played Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. And I mean, man, everyone just, you know, that song kicked off. If you don't know that song, it's got like this bass line that kicks off, and everyone just was into it right away. You might be even like, you got it in your head right now, you know, Living on a Prayer. And so, man, everyone loved that song. But what the funny part was is that he played it again, and he put it in the queue to play again. And he put it in the queue to play again. And let me tell you, people's excitement in the first, first play and the first run through of that song was like they were into it, singing along. Everyone was like all about it. But by the time the, four, the fourth time it came on and then the fifth time, uh, they, they were like, oh, no, not again. I think that's just funny. Like if you think about sometimes how our years can go. Uh, our excitement can wane, our passion can wane, but I don't think it should. We should just have that same passion, and maybe you're going into 2020, and you're like, I am living on a prayer today and all this year, and we'll see what happens, but uh, listen, God has great things in store for you, just even as we prayed and closed out the, the worship time, I believe that. That is a word today for you, that God has something more for you, and he is just getting started with us, with this church, and what he's doing in our life, and I just want to always be grabbing hold of that and ready for that. I'm not living the same year on repeat, but I'm going deeper. I'm ready for what God has in store. I'm ready for the more that he has. There's more that he has for us. And, and we can break old habits and we can break old patterns in our life. And we can get to the more that Jesus has for us. That there's this life-giving uh, uh, routine and pattern in our life that God has for us that we just have to grab hold. And I hope and pray that you just have a feeling in this season, in this time, that your best days are out in front of you. We kind of have that saying around here as we say the best is yet to come. We believe it. God's not done. He's just getting started. And his best is always out in front of us. He's a God of the future. He's a God of, of, 
of doing new things. And today, uh, the best is yet to come in your life. I just want you to declare that, believe it, let that sink in, and say, God, I'm ready for it. I want it. Um, it isn't, the best days aren't behind me. Maybe you had some good days in 2019, and you're like, man, what an awesome year that was. Maybe you had some days that were rough. Maybe you had a year that was rough, and you're like, good riddance. See you later, 2019. I'm ready for 2020. Regardless of, of what happened last year, you're in a new year now, and it's a new you, and a new thing that God wants to do in your life, and the best is yet to come. Today we're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 37, and these verses that we're going to read today, we got we to gotta look at this because we don't just do, we don't grab the more that God has for us on our own effort and our own power. It actually comes through Jesus. So I never want us to get caught in a trap of where we're thinking we have to do more. It's never our job, but it's it's us positioning and putting our heart in the right place to receive what God wants to do in our life. You see, if this is not the gospel of Jesus and the, the scripture is not a self-help book. It is a God-help book. It is him working in us. So I never want us to just boil it down or simplify the gospel to say, you know what, I just need to do better. I need to work harder. You know what, you just need to put yourself in God's space and you need to let him work and you need to open your heart and you need to say, God, I want, him, I want more. And you just put yourself in that space and you let God do the work and you're gonna see that he, he's gonna change things. He's gonna maybe change the way that you're thinking. He's gonna maybe the change the behaviors and the things that you used to do. Might The old might start to fade away, but let me tell you, it doesn't come because of a 10-step or six-step program or, or because you, you, you've gone through this order or list of things. It comes by the grace and the power of Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for that because that takes a huge weight off of me. That takes a huge weight off of you and I, that we're not just dependent on, oh, I got to work harder. I got to do it better, but no, we need the grace of Jesus to cover the multitude of stuff that we uh, are, are wrong in and our sin and the ways that we need. And we have a responsibility in that, but that responsibility is about positioning and putting ourselves in God's favor and in his uh, aligning our heart with his. And that comes because we get a vision of the future. We get a vision of what God wants to do. And Ezekiel, these verses we're going to look at here in Ezekiel are really a vision that God gave the prophet Ezekiel and he gave them for the, the nation of Israel. And because they were really in shambles, they were in a desperate and dark place and had broken up. And if anybody just needed God to work in their life, it was the nation and the people of Israel. They needed God. And the prophet Ezekiel receives this vision that, that God gives him for how he's going to restore, how he's going to revive and do something new in this in this country, and in, in this in this people, and in this nation, and uh, he's going to bring the dead to life, so to speak. And he gives them this vision, and I'm going to read it here. So, picture this: it's a vision that that Ezekiel is seeing, just like he's looking out over this. God is dropping this imagery in his in his mind and in his heart that he is uh, he is speaking to people to encourage them, to help them lean into what God has for them. And this is what he says in Ezekiel 37. He says, the Lord uh, took a hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. 
And he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. And they were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. I want to pause right there. Because what we see in these first couple scriptures is a valley. If you could just picture a, a, a desert valley filled with dry bones, meaning like it, it just is a picture of utter destruction, of dryness, like there's no life whatsoever there. And I want to, I just think that sometimes we get in a place in our life where we could say, you know what, I feel like that picture right there. I feel like dry bones. I feel like I don't know what God is doing. I don't know, I, I don't know if he's speaking to me. I don't know if uh, uh, his power is at work is at work in my life. And we can feel that. But the picture here is of total de uh, devastation, utter defeat. And we've, been, we've probably been there, the dry bones. And I, I think that picture is just powerful because I can identify with it. I can identify with being in that place where I just feel like defeated. I feel like, man, I don't know what the hope is, or I don't know what the future is. But I love that it doesn't, the picture and the vision doesn't end there. God is pointing out and he's saying, this is what the condition is, but this is what I'm going to do. And it's just what continues because God is with us. It continues in verse 37 and verse 4, in chapter 37, excuse me, verse 4 uh, through 8. It says this, Ezekiel then says, then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And so I spoke this message just as he had told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed on the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they, had, they still had no breath in them. What a picture right here. Could you imagine getting a vision like this from God and just visually being able to see these dry bones begin to form? I can't imagine what that picture uh, seemed like when you see the flesh begin to appear, the bones and muscles that begin to reattach and they begin to form as bodies. But God is giving Ezekiel this message and this vision for the nation of Israel because they had decimated. They actually had run and, and turned away from God, but he's saying, listen, I'm going to bring it back together. I'm going to bring it back to life. And I think this is a picture that we can grab hold of as we step into a new year that God sometimes, he's not satisfied with where we've been or sometimes when we leave it up to ourselves, we, we end up as dry bones.
bones, so to speak. But we get a powerful vision here that God is going to bring renewal, that he's going to revive, that he's going to bring things back together, that he's not done and that he has more. And that's the, the word I have for you today is that God is here to revive and renew us. He's there to refresh us. He's there to bring life to us. He's there that we wouldn't just become uh, dry bones and stale and sit back and, and our, our faith would only just uh, go so far or be a Monday through, uh, or I'm sorry, just a weekend or a Sunday thing, but that our faith would overtake us and who we are and that we would see God work Monday through Saturday and East Sunday and we would be able to celebrate all the good things that he has for us. We see that it ends right here. And he says that they still had no breath in them. See, in the verses that follow, we're not going to read them today, but in the verses that follow, God says, listen, I need you to speak another thing. I need you to speak to the wind. And God gives another prophetic message for Ezekiel to speak. And as he proclaims it and as he speaks it, the breath of God fills those bodies and they totally come to life. Such a cool picture of what God was speaking to a nation. Something we could grab hold of today. And I got I to gotta just remind you, listen, we, we have a charge that we see right at the beginning of this scripture. Because God says, he says, listen to the words of the sovereign Lord. I can't think of a better charge for us as just to listen to God. We have to realize that I, wanna, I want you to grab a hold of this principle this morning. That God, in the spirit of God, is always speaking to us. He's always speaking to us. We may not realize that or, uh, uh, or hear that all the time. Honestly, there's probably a lot of days that it can be easy not even to really think about it or listen or hear the voice of God. But we have to realize that the charge in the beginning of that verse is saying, listen, the, uh, listen to the word of God. And I want to remind you today, listen, God is always speaking to us. Some of us, man, we just probably hit the mute button. Right? Remember not too long ago, I was watching TV, sitting on the couch, lost track of the remote. I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden, the, the sound goes out right at the critical part of the show. Man, I needed to know what happened on Fixer Upper. <laughs> and I remember, I was like, who, Lexi, did you mute it? Andrew, did you, where's the remote? And I realized that my foot on the couch had hit the remote. It had fallen down next to me, and I muted the TV. And I think at times in our life, that happens to us, right? I think we maybe not even do it realist, like uh, uh, consciously or it's not a decision, but we accidentally or uh, because of choices and decisions we make, because of things that are happening in us and in our life, we just end up muting God's voice. But I want to tell you, listen, every single person in this room, every single person in this world has a chance to hear the voice of God. It's not reserved for the pastors. It's not reserved for a certain group of people, for the super Christians. It's reserved for every person that has an ear to hear, that is opening up their ears and saying, I want to hear what God has to say. And God's word is the way that we can hear his voice on a regular basis. We're not always going to have these mountaintop experiences where audibly we hear the voice of God. But I want to tell you that it's in the whisper and into the quiet moments that we can hear the voice of God. You see, in, in Elijah in, in 2 Kings, he heard the voice of God. And it says that uh, the voice wasn't in the lightning or the wind or, and the loud things that came. It says that the, the voice of God was just a simple whisper. 
And you know what? All of us can hear the voice of God. But the reality is that sometimes it's just a whisper. But the Spirit of God is always speaking to us. Are we listening? Are we listening to what he has? Are we listening to what he's doing in our life? I love what the Apostle Paul says. He, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter, 16 verse, uh, or chapter 6, verse 16, I think it's actually backwards on the screen. So forgive me, we make mistakes here at Highmark. We're real people, okay? Uh, so, uh, but it says, he says, for we are the temple of the living God. Here he's saying, listen, God can dwell in us. God is dwelling in us. He has a place inside of us that the, the Holy Spirit and God's Spirit is inside of us and can speak to us. That when we can listen to his word, that he is speaking. And the Apostle Paul is reminding the Corinthian church of this here because he's reminding them. He's, he's wanting them to be reminded of the fact that, listen, God is uh, God is a living God. He is a real God. And what happened in the church in Corinth in, in those days, they had all these other pagan and false gods that other people were worshiping. And it was easy to get clouded into which God was which. And they got, to, they got distracted or, dis, uh, or, or confused. But God, Paul is saying, listen, there is only one true and living God. There is only one God that speaks to us, and he dwells inside of us. He doesn't dwell in a figure or an idol. He doesn't dwell in a place, but he dwells in his church and his people. I'm thankful for that, that the Spirit of God resides. He's in us. He dwells in us. I think we can't forget that. And I want you to get this because in this picture in Ezekiel we see right here is where the Spirit of God resides, it revives. I'm thankful for this because we get this picture in Ezekiel right here that the Spirit of God is speaking, that there's life being spoken to those dry bones and that they come to life. They're reformed. And I think sometimes, man, as a follower of Jesus, it's easy for us to get off track. It's easy for us to get distracted. And it's easy for us to uh, almost start to feel dried up. But the reality is here, we get, we get a picture that the Spirit of God, where the Spirit of God resides, it revives. That there's fresh life. There's new things that God is doing. And he wants all of us to grow in a deeper relationship with him. And as we kick off this new year, I want to just give you a couple things this morning and talk about a couple things that as a church, I want us to just focus in on so that we're hearing the vision and the voice of God. I want us to be a heart, I want us, our hearts to be aligned as a church. I want us to, as we go into this new year and we step into all the vision that God has for us, and we're going to throughout this series build this vision that God has for Highmark Church and the vision that he has for our life, I know that it starts with my heart and your heart and all of our hearts being united to say we want more of what God has for us. We want that fresh re revival. We want the fresh uh, spirit of God just speaking to us on an ongoing basis. And I think that comes with a challenge that then we have to say, how do I grow deeper? How do I grow deeper? And if I can just share a couple things that we want to, I've, I've found that are the things that help me hear the voice of God on a regular basis. Things that help us tune in and while all the distractions and noise of our world, which aren't like bad, but they just have a tendency to drown out sometimes what God wants to speak to us. I found that I have to work extra hard to just center myself and to hear God's voice, to put some routines in my life. 
that's what I want to give you. I want to give you a couple routines and habits to put into your life that are going to help you grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus. And if you have your phones out, I'm going to, I'm going to have you text something in just a moment. So just keep them handy real quick. It's okay. You can text in church, all right? So come on, tell somebody. You guys, feel, I feel like you, you woke up. I'm, I'm up here just, I'm fired up today. Okay. I, I mean, John, he's fired up too, okay? Every single week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but man, let me give you a couple things today. Cultivate a daily devotion to God. Cultivate a daily devotion to God. And I think one of the best things that we can do is we can, if we want to hear the voice of God, we got to turn to where he's already speaking to us. I know that God can impart revelation to us, that God can prophesy. There's gifts that the body and the church can grab hold of. There's moments like this in worship when God can speak to us and together as a corporate church. But there's nothing that replaces us personally cultivating a daily devotion in, to our God. Us cultivating a heart that wants more of God on a daily basis. And the best way to do that is just to turn to his word, turn to the Bible. Let me tell you, the Bible is God's living and breathing word to us. You see, the, what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians is that the Holy Spirit, God's presence in his Holy Spirit, we are the temple of it, means that God, through words that were written years ago, that he imparted to men, that wrote them down, that today we can read those things and the Holy Spirit can quicken and speak to us through what we read in his word. I just want us to refocus as a church. I want us to get back. I, today we're going to launch something brand new, and it's called SOAP. SOAP is actually just a method of reading and studying the Word of God. And I want to invite you to just follow along with us. Let me explain what it is. No, we're not handing out bars of soap after church. Uh, you know, after, although as a portable church, at the end of the day, sometimes that uh, us loading up all this gear and equipment, there's a little bit of sweat, so maybe it's not a bad idea uh, one week. But uh, SOAP is actually just an acronym that stands for uh, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And today before you leave, we're going to give you a little bookmark card with this on it. Uh, you can, in a moment, I'll give you, an, uh, you can just text a, a word to a number and we'll send you to our SOAP page on the Highmark website. But let me just explain what each of these things, this is a methodology to help God help you understand God's word, and help your relationship with Jesus grow. And I want to see us as a church, and we're going to every month just kind of share a reading plan or kind of have a plan that we're following as a church uh, that follows this, this SOAP format. Scripture is about uh, just taking a moment to take time to read and ask God to speak with you uh, as you read a section of Scripture. Now, it can be easy to read, the, read Scripture and just go through it and be like, I don't know what that said. But pausing at the beginning of it, and even I a lot of times will just pray and say, God, what do you want to speak to me? God, help me to hear your voice. And then I read whatever the Scripture is for that day that I have, and, and we have a reading plan that we're going to share with you today. And, I, and I'm just open. I'm open in my heart to whatever God wants to speak to me. The second thing we do is we... We, uh, is observation, is what do you think God is saying to you? And I found it best to journal these things, to write them down. 
at the, at the end of reading the God scripture, I go through and write soap in my journal, and I write these things, S-O-A-P, and I write a scripture that God is speaking to me, what I observe about it, what God is saying to me about it in that moment. And then the next part is the A, is application. I write, I write, I ask myself, how can this apply to my life right now? God, what do you want, how do you want this to apply to my life right now? And then the last one is prayer. Communicate with God and ask him to help you apply that, what that application is. And just spend time in prayer. And I'll, a lot of times just write for each of those things, one or two things. I've done it on paper. I do it digitally right now in a notebook where I keep all of my uh, soap as I read God's word. And I, I want to be able to track and hear what God is speaking to me. I want to have record of the things that God spoke to me last year or this year. And so I write these things down. This is just a way for you to hear the voice of God, to practically dig in. And I, I want to just invite you to join a reading plan. We use the Bible app here at, at High Mark, and I want to invite you to, to follow along with us. We're going to have uh, today soap cards on your way out that explain this uh, and have that format laid out for you. And then on the flip side, have every day with scriptures that we're reading as a church. But right now, if you just text the word soap to the number on the screen that they're putting on there, keep it your phone handy because I'm going to give you a couple, another thing to text in just a moment. But that will take you to our landing page where you can get all the information on soap. And then you can then join together with us as a church on the reading plan in the Bible app if you just click the button uh, halfway down the page right there. And we want to invite you. We're doing a plan called One Story. The One Story Bible plan is actually, it actually takes scripture every single day from the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it ties together the, the story that God has for all of man. It's, it ties together what God is speaking or what's happening in the Old Testament with what he's speaking and challenging his church with in the New Testament. And so this year, we're just going to make that our plan as a church that we're going to go through. And you can connect up with other people. We can uh, every day go through it. And we actually started the plan today. And it's about a chapter or two a day. It won't take more than 10 10, 15 minutes max just to read that scripture and then just take a little bit of time to spend and process what God is doing in your life through using that study method of soap right there. So you'll always hear more about that, but we wanted to launch that today and talk about that today because uh, we just feel like as a church, we were, we're ready to go deeper into things that God has for us. So we got to cultivate. It's our responsibility to cultivate that daily devotion. We do that by spending time in God's word, spending time uh, encouraging one another, reading it, uh, praying and asking God for help. And that cultivates this, this daily devotion to our God. If we do that, we put that habit and that practice in our life. The next thing is this, just commit to dig deep. This is a little bit harder. Today we're going to launch as a church 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is us, if you don't know what fasting is, fasting is a practice that has existed all the way since the Old Testament, that God commanded people to do it. Jesus, when he walked this earth, he fasted for 40 days. Today, we're just going to, as a church, start a prayer focus and 21 days of prayer and fasting, where I just want to call our church to be praying for what God has for us as individuals and what he has for us as a church. And as we start this 21 days, you can just text the word pray uh, to that same number right there. 
and we will add you to a list that daily, every morning, we will just send you the prayer focus for each day. Because we're going to have a prayer focus that, are, that align with our heart and our values as a church. Things we want to be praying for. And I believe that as we as a church pray together and as we believe and we, we uh, fast together as a church, that God will, will continue to work through us. That we'll see him actually continue to revive and restore and do new things in our midst. And that practice of, of fasting is actually a commitment. Now, it looks a lot different for people, and you might be in a different place, but I would just encourage you to find what works for you in fasting. And Jesus fasted for 40 days, and I'm by no means calling you to do that. But Jesus fasted food. He didn't eat anything. And it isn't just a practice. It's not like to lose weight or be healthy or anything like that. It's, a, it's an act of removing something that you're dependent on to bring a focus and dependence on God. A lot of times people now will fast things like social media and they'll take a break and they'll fast from things. But whatever it is, it's a, the discipline, it's a discipline in your life to bring a refocusing of your heart onto the things of God. And as we enter 2020, I can't think of a better way than for us as a church just to spend 21 days focused and praying together, fasting at different points and different times for God to do something new. And I just invite you to follow along with us. We're going to post it on social media. We'll text you if you text into that number and, and join with us on this journey that God has over the next 20 days. And what, what's great about it is we actually ended it right before the last day will actually be the day before our one-year celebration. And so we'll just come to a close, our 21 days of fasting, and the next day we'll just worship together as a church, thank God, thanking God for all he's done and all he's going to do as we look for the vision of 2020 and what he's wanting to do in this house. Let me just remind you, what God is going to do in this house and in this church starts with our own heart. It starts with our own positioning and posturing ourselves in the presence of God. So I'm reminded as we, as we kick off this series today and we talk about all that God has for us and all that he's going to do in our church and the vision that he has for us in 2020 and the, the things that he wants to do and speak to us, it all starts on a very personal level with us stewarding and setting our own hearts on the things of God. You might be in a different place, though. You might have never been in this, this place. And I just want to say, it's okay. This is, a, this is a, a point and a place at Highmark where you can just start to wade into another level of what God has for you. Maybe you've never done anything like this. Or you've never uh, stepped into that. Man, we're here to walk this journey together as a church. But we got to cultivate deep devotion. We got to cultivate a devotion daily to God and we got to dig deep for the things. See, fasting sometimes is about breakthrough. It's about big decisions and moments in our life that we want to navigate. And I love that we have the word of God, that we can depend on God's word because here's what the word of God does for us. It brings a connection to God like we've never had. We can't have any other place. It brings direction to our life helps us navigate things in our life, but it also brings correction in times when we need to get back on track. 
And I love that about the Word of God. And that's why we just are always, I always preach the Word of God. I always scripture that I point to. But nothing, I can't, I can't give you the full story in one hour a week. We have to cultivate that on our own. Listen, God can do that. And I want to remind you that, hey, we set up and tear down this church every single week. But we also take time to pray and, and prepare and get ready every week for what God is going to do in this hour or so that we're together. And I remind you that even though this is a school cafeteria slash auditorium or cafetorium, auditoria, whatever they call it, you know, I want to remind you that this is the house of God. And the house of God isn't dependent on the physical space. It's the people. The house of God is the people. And we as the people are the ones that are here to cultivate and steward what God wants to do through us. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.